You are listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast and syndicating for the A-List online. My name is Andrew Mackay-Smith and holy moly do I have an interview subject for you to listen to in this particular instalment. It's Peter Murphy, the Peter Murphy from Bauhaus. I'm a big fan as you'll hear through the conversation. Something else I will add about the conversation, this is probably the most off-the-wall interview that I've ever conducted and thank God for that. Peter's a legend. I'll read out some dates quickly because the reason for the conversation is to promote Peter's upcoming tour of Australia, which is occurring through October, so very soon. On Monday the 22nd, he's playing in Adelaide. Thursday the 25th, he's playing in Brisbane. Friday the 26th in Melbourne. Saturday the 27th in Sydney. And finally, Perth, you get a show on the 28th, which is a Sunday, at Capital. So let's hear what the great man has to say. Here we go. Hey, Peter Andrew McKay-Smith calling. How are you? Andrew, I really apologise. My last interview was going up. That's why I had to decline because I was still doing it. Oh, sorry. Yeah, I didn't mean to bug you. Yeah, I, I thought that might have been the case. So I'm no, you are not bugging me. You, you, you've got a time to call and you were right. I, I, it went over because I had <coughs> four of them and they, they all went over a bit. So it all amounted to oh, like yes. 20 minutes over overall, you know. Search I'd cut into your time. So you've got four seconds. <laughs> <laughs> nice, mate. Well, what can I say? I'm speaking to the great Peter Murphy, a fellow whose music I've been following for the better part of 25 odd years or so, ever since I really can remember. Well, thank you. I'm a bit lonely. Do you like, are you good looking? Are you well hung? Do you want to, are you, are you bitching on me? Mate, I might me be. Too. I might yes, be. please, if only. <laughs> Jesus. I remember, I remember. Yes, um, darling. Your music thank has. You. Your music has been a companion for many years. I've got to share this with you. So I used to travel quite a bit for my job. And uh, I remember I was feeling very sick. I had a virus or something and ended up being in hospital for quite some time because I've got severe ulcerative colitis. But I was With in, what? Oh, severe ulcerative colitis. Oh, no. Which is a bit like Crohn's disease. What, what, just now? No, this was a couple of years back, about three or four years back. Oh, yeah. That's heavy. Yeah, oh, it's bullshit disease, wow. mate. It's one of those ones that really lays you low. You can't travel, really, because you need to be around a bathroom basically 24-7. It, it, it's, it's, uh, it's a bowel thing. I know I've got mm. very... I'm sorry, no, this is off the record. I've got something that is not that yet at all, but it could lead to it. It's one of those. And that alone, what I get, what I used to get, or now it's much good, it's better with diet, but man... Yeah, well, I, it wipes you out. It does, and you've got no energy. And I've got two kids, mate, so it was very difficult to function, do a job. I'm also a musician, so to perform and be a parent. I can't believe it that you did it. Yeah, well, it, wow. it, 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 it all, I want to, I'm not going to say it almost killed me because it didn't, but it, it put me in a hospital. No, so it can. It can, definitely, yeah. They, no, it can. If it was Roman times, I would have been dead years ago, but it's not Roman times, so you know how it is. You, you, you soldier on and you just do what you got to no, do. No, I know. You know, you no, just... but still, still. But I so, um, I remember um, well, I was in I was in this hotel room in Cairns, and it certainly wasn't the first time I'd seen the video to Ziggy Stardust that you did. But um, I remember just to what to Ziggy Stardust? Yeah, yeah, to the uh, the video clip that oh, you yeah. did there for the David Bowie song, and I think because my body yeah, yeah. my body started to put me into a bit of like an alternative state, I suppose you'd call it. I started to transcend a little bit. And I felt like I was in the in the video clip with you guys because it's quite an impactful video clip mm-hmm. that one there. It's uh, it's one of those video clips yeah. where it's it's there's a lot going on. It's very engaging. It's a visceral video, and there's a lot going on there. And I actually, 
had one of those experiences where I hadn't taken a drug or anything like that. Please believe me. But I was in this no, hotel. No, no. I was in this well, hotel room. The in body Kansas. itself, and the, or we, we, we do have a spirit, and, and once the body is rendered, and we start to move into that space, you know, and that's that's as part as much part of existence as anything. Hmm. It's just that we most of the time we're not we're not uh, seeing it or not wanting to. Anyway, no, yeah. we don't. We don't. You're right. But it's if you know Queensland, where I'm where I'm from, Kansas in the tropics so it's bloody hot it's like being in the philippines hotter probably at is times it? yeah and and so you, you get is, this... is that more inland no is that more inland no it's right on the great barrier reef actually it's one of the it's not the gateway to the great barrier wow. reef but it's one of the tourist towns up there and i used to run a well didn't run i was a... australian it's amazing amazing yeah it's a yeah. it's a funny country it's the oldest land mess above earth above sea level in the world so that's why it's so flat it's amazing it's amazing you know, it's got, yeah. um, and, so, and it, well, it just started, it was just a transcendental experience because I was feeling really sick and I knew I had to get home to Brisbane well, and uh, I had to fly. So, and I was watching your video clip and I felt like I was a part of it. And consequently, whilst I was in hospital, well, I started really re-engaging with your music again, listening to it. And it was quite a worthy companion as I got better. Can I just stop you there? And, and can you pause there and please carry on? Sure. This is what music is like. I mean, from... Music. I mean, you're talking about an actual visual, mm. but audio-wise, this is where it takes us. It connects more to the abstract, the, you know, the spirit, not the soul. No, the soul you know, feeds off the spirit. But however, we're taken into our own imaginative space with that mm -hmm. music, right? So that's that's what I that's what I think music does anyway. Anyway, it sorry. does, yeah, it, it does, but it's got to be in the hand of an artist who knows what they're doing, who has a well, of course, finer sense of, course, of appreciation. Down to who it is, yeah, and absolutely. And you're one of those artists. You're one of those artists that will, will in my view, is like Bowie, like uh, some of the jazz greats, Peter Murphy and Bauhaus will transcend. And I'm not blowing smoke up your ass by saying this. I hope you don't feel that I'm doing that just because I'm talking. No, you're not. You, Thank but... you very much. That, that's a great compliment. My bass player once said, "This is like uh, what's his face? The oh my god, I've forgotten his word. This typical me, you know. <laughs> what's his face? <laughs> Miles Davis. I said, what are you talking about, Miles Davis? No, man. This is jazz. Is not that. It's this. I said, yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah, man. Yeah, it's 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 one of those things. M music really needs to it needs a deft hand to bring its vital palette of colours to life, and you you have that deft hand. And I'm sure you've heard all of this before from from fans. And but it's it's really rare. Not as well spoken. Oh, thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's it's just when when a, an artist that is vital as yourself. So you're an innovator. You've got the distinctive voice. You're a style icon. Many people try, but you've actually done it. You were actually, and I don't think people realise this, you were the illustrative inspiration for Eric Draven in The Crow, so that character that was originally a, a comic book. You tick, yes, I do know. I do know, yeah. Yeah, so there you go. So you, you tick so many boxes, but do you feel as though the world fully understands Peter Murphy, or do you think they understand the character that sings out the front of Bauhaus? Uh, I think um, people would have naturally moved over to me, followed me, since my first three years with uh, Bauhaus and 
accepted the part had has apparently had some seminal spark to it and I could go on about it but like you say it's difficult for a Brit to to uh, like an American does to formulate his own CV and describe himself in a way that, that is like almost so overblown it's ridiculous but uh, the, the secret is not to aim towards doing that but being it and so uh, affectation and inspired towards X is one important uh, stage, but in, is understanding what that is. And it, this also then, as you're talking about, reflects quality of ability or sus or discernment as mm-hmm. to what that might be, the all great actors or, or anybody who you just go, you just look, you just, just watch. Yeah. You don't, you just, there's no, you know, I want to turn up, <laughs> people must turn up at a show and just not be, oh, well, there they are doing that. You know, as you do that, that's it. Oh, isn't that great? Oh, that's what he looks like. Oh, I'm see it. No, they're just still going to go, oh. you know, yeah. it's that moment where the actor is not an actor anymore. Where King Lear, there, there's a film called The Dresser. Mm-hmm. I don't know whether you've seen it. Oh, I haven't. No, I haven't uh, yet. No. Here I go. Whatever the lead actor, he, he's a Second World War actor, you know, with his own theatre company of, of about nine people that he's travelling, touring around England, and he's he's the thespian. He's the the lead actor, and he's exhausting. I mean, it's like brilliant film, mm. and uh, uh, in the end, he drives everybody mad, really. And his dresser, he drives his dresser completely mad. I mean, he's completely like fucking like, neurotic, like uh, brilliant and marvelous and decadent and sort of uh, <laughs> exhausting, mm-hmm. unbearable. But there's a point, and it, it's on the night of his death, actually. He goes on and does Lear again, the King Lear. And the death scene, everybody stops. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I mean? But it's him. Yeah. Mm. And it's just love. There, there with him, it's deep humanity through whatever means. You know, Picasso, Dali could do by charging a bull. Whatever. He'd say, Dali, I am Dali. Mm-hmm. And he'd say, oh, I have, I am Midas. I make a, a, a line on on a campus and just Dali and it will rain gold. It would, you know. It's, for, um, it's um, not aiming towards wanting to be, but somehow having a discernment of what that is, what being is, and then to then, that's what I am, I'm born it. Now, I don't know what that is, but I do know what it is, but I'm not going to tell you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, keep some things to yourself. If yeah. I tell you, What's your truth? No, no, no. Keeping it, for, keeping it from you. I'm not telling anybody because you're going to get it and you don't know what it's going to be. See what I mean? Uh-huh. Yeah, I do. Yeah, it's an the the minute, individual. The minute you title, the, the minute you title a, a painting, you fucked it because people are like, oh, that's about that? Okay, then. And they look at it yeah. with that in mind. Yeah. You, uh, you're an old... Uh, it's, it's, it, sorry. 
you're you're an old soul. You've done this many times before, haven't you? Well, I can't really qualify your question in total by by agreeing and saying yes, I have, because that would be accepting an idea that there is there is repetition in in uh, eternity, some sort of like uh, duplicity, some sort of then. Then and then and then and then and then and then and then, and then you know. Mm-hmm. I, uh, um, so, and I don't want to get into some perfunctory you know, discussion about whether karma exists or doesn't, because it doesn't. But it does, it does in a way. But that's just a word. But <clears throat> an old soul, yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? What makes a saint? That's a good question. And I'm talking with you now. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, what makes a saint? What makes a saint? I think people are born, and everybody is born with the, the potential of perfection, and still are until they die. And it, it's our environment that, that affects us, and there's not a lot of education in terms of the subtler arts of uh, of spirit, spirituality. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course, mo- most you know, spirituality has been reduced to cultural expressions of identity and I, and therefore let's not be that, and let's be this, and and it has its own common. It's like four people sitting in a room uh, once, um, and the master himself, the beautiful friend, says, I'm going to go to the market, what would you like? And the Italian says, I want Deda, and the the Turk says, Uzum, they all want something different about me. He goes back, brings it back. All he brings back is is uh, a bunch of grapes, and they're all completely happy because they all asked for grapes. Mm-hmm. But each of them was like, "No, I don't want that. I want this." You know what I'm saying? So um, it's fucking. You've got to, Danny and I. We talk about having Danny Ash and I talked about having the sus. Sus when we were thirteen, the sus. And Danny saw it in me, and I saw it in him. When I first saw him, it was like something, something about that. Mm-hmm. And when he saw me, he was. It wasn't. It was great friendship, but it was more so some kind of recognition that was not known or spoken, but that manifest later. Of what it was, but it's um, but of course as it turned out, that is just an old an old gate to go DJ and da, 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 that that's basically. But I've made it. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, have you uh, ha- have actually, you have you thought about writing a book? Yeah, I have, but it'll be too obtuse. I don't know whether anybody get it. I don't know. Have, I do. Have you thought about I, writing I, a I writing have, a, yeah. a bio, biography? Not at all, because there's so much more than what one could say. So you're thinking all all that exists is 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 a bunch of shapes, timelines, gossip, and opinions, which is not really that. But yeah, I mean, it could be. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've, I I should. I mean, I just have to turn it on, honestly. And I'm so that my wife just—I drive her crazy. <laughs> I just have to sit and do it, and it comes out. 
it just happens. It's like songs, and I can't be bothered. I just want to go and have a swim. Yeah, well, I think you've had an extraordinary career, and I think you've got got a lot to share with people about what's happened to you through your career yeah. and the wonderful music you've made. So I think a lot of people would like to the, read that. But you said that has really given me encouragement. Actually, I think it might be worth something. Well, I think in this in this day yeah. and age, uh, we're uh, icons, genuine icons like yourself, are rare. So people who have performed become a musician, created art, because that's all that they were going to do with their lives anyway, regardless of whether they were in the spotlight of fame or otherwise. That's rare. You're one of them. Mm-hmm. And you... Thank you very much. You, I've read a lot of biographies from Keith Richards's book, which wasn't really that good, to be honest with you, to Morrissey's, mm-hmm. which was okay, passable, to be honest with you. A lot of... A bit self-indulgent, mm-hmm. both books, I must say. Um but I can't help but feel both of those artists, and I won't ask you to comment on this, this is my opinion, They've, they found uh, fortune in the fame. I don't think you've been like that, though. I think that you have been connected to your muse and you've really held that, that connection sacred. And for people to hear yeah. your inner monologue, for you to share that with people would be a wonderful gift. Thank you. Well, I think that's something that I always loved about uh, Eno. Uh, and also, Bowie, actually, he was very evasive about what he was and mm. what he was on about. See, that was the thing. I mean, he was naturally, Bowie, there was no, no affectation, really. Um, and there was, as well, really great affectation to mask what was going on so that nobody really got it. I mean, that last album, not that all of it was good musically but I mean come on who could have done that nobody goes out like that has ever and will ever again mm. yeah that's a, I've got that on vinyl mm-hmm. actually yeah. and that was almost almost horrible because it's like how can you believe in yourself so much that you're doing that whilst you're ill you know what I mean <laughs> kind of like wait a minute this is far too far too self-obsessed it's like mm. gross it's Almost disgusting. You know what I mean? Yeah, I think not I shocking because yeah. of it's always disgustingly. Will you please stop? You know what I mean? Mm. <laughs> but then again, I don't know. You can't judge. Well, I, I, I don't think right. he was. I, I think he. I, I've listened to the record a fair bit, and it's it's a different album. Well, yeah, because saying it's a different Bowie album, there's no such thing. All of them are bloody different from each other. But it, I wasn't expecting. To no, hear I don't like. It. I don't like a lot of it. A lot of it, you know. It's a shame she was a horn or so musically it's a bit bollocks. But the two singles are great. Those alone yeah. are just statements. You know, Black Star, beautiful, brilliant. I wonder what message he wanted to impart there, the Black Star, because it's not a it's not a positive symbol in a lot of ways is it but it is a symbol of hope because it's still a star in one respect isn't it i do tarot card readings and is it brilliant he's still using his archetypes of space and archetypes that he established so he he doubled backs on those Mm. and black star is kind of like not a black evil star like a black star kind of like it's so deep Mm. it's so kind of multi-dimensional Deliberately ambiguous, yeah. No, no, I'm a black star. I'm a black star. And it's kind of like, I'm a black star, anti-star. 
anything effect. Mm. You know, antimatter, antimatter. He was never a star. He was always a character. Something doing shit to you. Yeah. So who who have you met? Who have you met in your travels that's really inspired you? Oh, there'd be uh, people that I don't think you'd have an access to in terms of wanting knowing. They're not people who are well known, but they're mm-hmm. true saints, if you like, that yeah. live in the world, have no affiliation with any bollocks or any sort of thing, but are, are they're, they're basically coming from the Islamic Sufi tradition. There's not a lot. There's uh, three or four over many years. Um, and I've sat with them for many a, a night, an evening, and uh, wow, shit that's going on, shit that's been Whatever. So I can't really voice. I could. That's what I I could write about. One aspect of it will be a big tome on that hmm. about true service, about true sainthood, and what and true humanity. And, uh, uh, the 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 highest saint. If I were to go to him and say, "Do you have a question?" and I said to him, "Yes, I have to leave what I do. I'm a." I'm this icon. I'm turning. I'm hurting people. I'm influencing them. I, it's, I mean, it's it's potentially really bad, dangerous, evil, if you like. He said, "What do you do?" I said, "Well, I make records." And I, he said, he, he would say, "Ooh, perfect. Carry on." He said, "Travel the world around and around, and always come back to me." Pointing to his gun and his heart. Hmm. And you go, no, but I wanted prayer beads and please don't say that. <laughs> don't worry if you're frightened, come and live here with me. Hmm. That will be a saint. And wherever you go, I'm with you. Tell me, we hear that a lot. But man, there's proof. It's stuff, stuff, you know, stuff like that. But that's not exclusive and separate and more important than what I do because the point is what I do is me is it what we do is it is nowhere else mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying I think so, so that's, yeah. that's the kind of um, experience well you know there's nothing else but you there's nobody else but you yeah yeah there's I understand what you perceive of course there are of course, there's others, and that's the multiple, the apparent multiplicity of oneness. So, apparent, oneness, let, me, let me ask you this then, okay? So, Elon Musk was on Joe Rogan's podcast recently, and he was talking about it's not just his idea, by the way, but he's he he subscribes to the idea, if you like, that we live in a simulation, and um, things only manifest as we uh, things only manifest, I think, as we focus on them is the idea of this simulation here. So it's not real until we focus on things. How much weight do you put in that argument there or that, that idea there that we're living in a simulation? Well, yeah, I don't know what the argument is. I, the, the language is using is yeah, simulation. I'd like to know what he means by by simulation. Who is oh, computer-generated simulation, first. effectively, yeah, like it's a hologram. Well, who's the, the person 
who's you know, who's the thing that has created the hologram? Uh, yeah, it's a good question. You know, I, 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 I struggle with that. I need to know. I need to know, understand your cosmology first before I can answer mm-hmm. whether it's a simulation. I think everything is nothing exists except that one one existence. Uh, so there's one element of that aspect of that. Uh, the simulation, I could riff off that and go, well, um, everything that we, we project and perceive is our own uh, subjective, conditional, conditioned mind um, response to something, to everything, to anything. And I'm not talking psychology, I'm talking pure, I mean, it leads in, this is what, what things science is like, like psychology and that are trying to reach towards, just as every, every science is trying to reach and getting towards the verification of that which isn't, which, which is or is really with the big eye, you know, that, 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 that. But these kind of conversation, uh, conversation comments uh, skip a lot and they, they tend to, especially if they're coming out of the mouth of somebody like me to an audience member, a young or anybody, they could propel you into an idea if it's not the sus. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. <laughs> if it's not uh, grounded in something. Suki stories tell you stories. They're stories, anecdotes. And they go be- and they're teaching you, but they're not teaching you on purpose. They're not openly. Nobody's saying, I'm going to teach you something. I'm telling you a story, okay, to illustrate something. And that illustration goes behind you, round into the back of you, rather than confronting your ego and your, your opinions. Do you understand? Mm-hmm. So it, you know, the conclusion just goes, oh, and you're there in, at the point of which is being taught, rather mm-hmm. than being uh, an observer of an idea. That one has, one then, one then analyzes and then forms an opinion about or not on these things, because that just remains at the realm of opinion and uh, you know the circulation of of the speaking net ego of of me. I I believe this. I am this. I am that. Oh yes. Well, I don't think of that. So the idea of I the, the reason I would ask of this chap. Uh, what his meaning of simulation is is only in order to understand him, not not to counter him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I can answer that question. Okay, you know what I mean, yeah, I do. Yeah, and I then the that. answer, the answer, the answer might completely destroy it, but that's not in a in a negative way. It's just it evaporates, and it would. So it's it's You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So right now I'm talking, and. What I'm saying, hopefully, will have an impact. It is on you, and you you have one on me. So, but I'm the one talking, and so I'm aware of that station, and I'm very clever. <laughs> I'm so you are clever indeed. you wouldn't. You have no idea what's coming, and no idea what I've just told you until about maybe next week when you go, what the fuck? And then... Basic down to, I'm coming on tour there. I'm going to play a show. I want you to walk out with wet legs. That's enough. Goodbye. Or oh, moist. Moist. 
<laughs> see how we go. I'll definitely be there, so I hope that happens. <laughs> so my next album is called The Moisturizer. No, Moisturizer. Moisturizer. <laughs> Hey, what do you think of this thing? I don't know whether you... I should call this tour Moist. Moist. Uh, moist and the moisturizers. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think uh, I think they'd have to listen. People would have to listen to this to understand the meaning behind it. They might just think it's another suitably cryptic uh, Peter Murphy title out there for it people is. to wrap their ears around. Well, one aspect is is one one <laughs> postfix could be between the legs. One of them. And then others, moist. <laughs> All right, listen, I've got to go because I've got somebody else going to call me. <laughs> All right, mate, no worries. It's been fantastic to chat. Thank you so much for making the music you have. Eh? Thanks very Thank very much. You. Come right. to the show. I Thanks. will do. I'll say hello. Thanks, Bye. mate. Bye. You have been listening to the Scars and Guitars podcast series and syndicating for the A-List online. My name's Andrew Mackay-Smith, and that was a conversation that featured the one and only Peter Murphy from Bauhaus. Thank you so much for listening.